0: Check one, two, one, two, bitch. You would think it's all mine the way I took it. You would think it broke down the way I push it. Hey, everyone, we're not in a good mood today. Elise, how are you today?
1: I'm fine, Abby Chatfield. I'm here. You're the one person I see every week that
0: I don't live with. Yes, it's Woo. fun. It is fun. Yeah, we get to leave the house. Very, very lucky. I don't know this one. I've just woken up and I've been like, I really don't want to... I just TBF. I don't know. Mm. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I think I'm just like... Even like with exercise and like obviously we all know our still little walks make us feel better. But even with that, I'm like... I can't do any more walks. I never walked so much in my life. I've walked the Nullarbor in this time. (laughs) I swear to God, I am over it. I'm done. I'm done with seeing Americans and Europeans having fun. That is hard. Because even if we weren't in lockdown, we still wouldn't be able to travel. Mm. You know Why? because we're not fucking vaccinated. So no one come here and be like, yeah, right, they should let us out. They shouldn't let us out. No. We've been naughty. We're the problem. Yeah, actually um, is the problem. Yeah, that's ScoMo's the problem. He's gas lit us so well that we now say we're the problem. We're not, Elise. We aren't the problem. We're not the problem. we the problem i am just fucking over it. I'm also over these these dickhead protesters. My friend on the weekend, there was a protest in brisneyland and my friend works in the CBD. He sent me this video outside of his work of like there were full blown protests in brisbane about lockdown is brisbane locked down yes N- no oh. <laughs> <laughs> no but they're fighting for our right <laughs> no but... yeah yeah they they're, they're so they're so empathetic they're fighting for sydney and melbourne we stand with you. Fuck off. I think I
1: saw that Tweed Heads, zero
0: cases, but locked down. It's like, yeah, guys, you're on the border.
1: Yeah. Like, it's a risk.
0: It's a risky zone. Tweed, Tweed Heads, the true oppressed minority. <laughs> Tweed Heads, beachfront houses. Yeah. Poor Tweed Heads. It's like Byron Bay. Mm. Poor Byron. I mean, look, things aren't going well. Brisbane is making one. I don't want to say neck myself, but also, like, this is the video, at least. We can. Oh, it's a lot of people just walking along. There are along. kids there. People have brought, the, did you say a kid got uh, pepper sprayed? <gasps> oh, look at them. Also, okay, I was going to say about the protests. This is something to talk about. <laughs> here we fucking go. I'm sitting like I'm a fucking,
1: all right, got to right. get into my stairs. <laughs> me little groveling stairs, here we go, boys. Here we go, boys.
0: Um. So what annoys me about these protests is that no one's listening to them. No, <laughs> what annoys me about the protests is that we are being oppressed and no, it's a human rights violation. No, no, no. Okay, a few things. Obviously, when the first protests happened, everyone was really angry. And there was some, like I was saying in, I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but I said to, on my stories at least, that yes, people were being so empathetic and like people who were, you know, left, left-leaning left or, or very left-wing were being like, you know, this is actually a result of the government not giving them enough payments, which creating frustration. It's also indicative of our you know, education systems failing people in those areas and lower socioeconomic areas constantly being ignored and also they are in tougher lockdowns, da-da-da-da, totally. The issue is... And, like, yeah, that that, that does contribute to it. But these aren't lockdown protests asking for funding. They're saying that it isn't real. And I understand that, obviously, the education, like, it needs a nuanced view. Like, we're all angry. I was very angry at the first protest. I'm also very angry at the second protest. It's very ignorant. It's very selfish. It's completely ridiculous. It just feels like storming the capital energy. Mm. Like, and I don't get how they can sit there and call us sheep. Not that I give a fuck. Okay. Ba ah, ba Oh, I listened to health advice. Oh, I'm so stupid. When they're literally, they're literally herding themselves into the CBD. Like horses are literally hurting you. Like that's literally what's happening. And also, you're also listening to information. I don't see how you also have confirmation bias. You aren't doing your own research. Have you set up a lab? has Chloe Zep set up a lab mm. Zepp laboratories mm. being like you know what we're going to we're going to find an ulterior cure oh my god but we we're, we're going to find out that covid actually isn't real i understand all those people that are having those nuanced views like very proud of you for remaining calm and patient and, I, and that obviously is a huge element but if it was about money if it was directly about money there would be masks being worn there are reasons why individuals would go and feel frustrated and If someone is there and they're thinking, I'm here because I haven't had an income for nine weeks now, I'm going to go and wear a mask, any part of the protest, then I I understand that. It's not the smartest thing to do. We're not encouraging it, but I understand it. But all of their shirts are saying COVID is a scam. Mm. COVID isn't real. I'm not going to be an experiment. I'm not going to be a guinea pig. Sorry, that isn't asking for government funding. Like, it simply isn't. You're just shit-staring. You're just, you're just shit-staring and you want a personality. <laughs> and unfortunately, you haven't got one now. And you think you have and you feel it as well. It's also about, I mean, again, with the nuanced views, it's also about, like, that these people obviously haven't had a sense of community ever. And they feel like they have a sense of community now. You know what I mean? Like they've never, like, felt like they have... And again, that is also a systemic issue of like the weird divisiveness of our economic system. They've never felt seen, heard, or as part of a community. It's like what makes you susceptible to being into a cult. It isn't about being a part of a group. It's about having an individual feeling of not being part of a group because it is cult like behavior. Like, like, really, it's like Trump supporters. It genuinely is cult-like behaviour. There's no critical thinking. There's no, there's no forethought. There's no – and then they claim everyone else is the enemy and the sheep when, in fact, they are themselves. Like, there's a huge projection going on. And it's like, I understand that. But also, join a Zoom knitting group. <laughs> join a crystal centre. If you video need to video game. twitch Twitch. earn some money can you earn some money on twitch sure yep yeah. start a facebook group about plants clean your bathtub <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I hope a hose out your bin Who's out? You bin. That's a fun. Do something. Start a little community. And I understand, like it isn't. It's easier said than done. And these people are susceptible. And that the rage adds to. It adds fuel to the fire. But fuck me, it is feeling very Trumpy. Mm. Because as well, you'll notice a lot of the people. A lot of the people who are anti-vax also are pro-Trump. I also. It's so fucking funny. I've had a lot of interviews this week, actually. Uh, and I had like a full press. Couple of hours in the morning last Tuesday, and all the questions were like, "How are you?" Basically, like, "How are you so brave to talk about getting vaccinated?" And like, "What's made you decide to talk about this?" And I'm like, and i was saying, "You know, it's so politicized." I'm like, "Well, it shouldn't be politicized. It's a fucking medical treatment." Like, I don't understand. And like, all these radio hosts, like, are obviously being great and having, and they're like, "Yeah, fuck, it's great that you're talking about it." They're not being like, "How are you so brave?" But it's like, even my Dean's, everyone's like, "No one else is talking about this." And they are. People are. Um, Maybe you just don't follow them. I mean, everyone that I follow is fucking talking about it. That's for sure. Um, But why has it become so politicised? And it's because of Trump. Truly, I know that sounds very basic, but a lot of it has to do with Trump. When Trump was in power at the start of this pandemic, he denied that it existed. He denied that it was in America. He denied that it was a big deal. He said it would be gone by the warm months because the virus can't survive in the heat. Well, babes, it's hot in Australia all year round. (laughs) And we've got it. We've got the COVID. So people also aren't aren't seeing this phone effect and the effect of QAnon. I mean people are, but I don't think I think we're underestimating it and how much QAnon and because they're also saying things like pedophile rings. They're saying now they're saying protect our children, save our children. I don't understand it's logic that they're gonna get vaccinated and then be part be tracked to be part of a pedophile ring. Like I genuinely think that's what they think. couldn't help but wonder. Is it that they don't understand or is it that they're trying to be contrarian? I think it's that they genuinely, these people don't understand. Or they want you to fight them on their particular point. Which I would win. (laughs) It honestly concerns me. Then I was with my friend Georgie about this and I was like, I don't understand how they don't have critical, critical analysis. I don't understand how they can't think. And she was like, and this was, again, she's like so like empathetic. She's so like calm and empathetic. And she was like... Because we both went to private schools and she was like, it's because we were, like, forced to do critical thinking things in grade 11 and 12 for our – in Queensland, have a thing called QCS. Oh, wow. So, you do practice. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. So, she's like, that's why – she's like, honestly, like, she's like, obviously, people at public schools have as good an education as people at private schools often – not saying this is a private school thing, but because our private school wanted our OPs to be higher, so it's like uh, ATAR, yep. to be higher because the way that it worked in Queensland was if your school did better, you did better. So I could get an OP at a school that did shit at their QCS, I could get an OP 10 at a school that did well, I could get OP 4 for the same grades, mm. right? So we, were, we did practice QCSs where we had to do critical thinking, critical analysis of different where we did like one a term until the real test. So she's like, honestly... It's that we've learned it subconsciously and not realised. So I'm I'm sitting here going, how can you not see this? And it's like people actually don't know this and they actually don't understand. But then I think, you take it one more step. You know what I mean? That I'm like, I'm torn because Georgie, empathetic Georgie, is just like, oh, like, but you know. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you are right. But also like, they're being willfully ignorant. This is just. I have a question for you, Abby Chatfield.
1: Mm-hmm. What have you been doing during the pandemic? How do you how do you keep your days busy? What are you up
0: to? I just work. I have so much work to do. She's booked and busy. She's booked and busy. This is the thing as well. I think everyone just thinks I sit around. Everyone's like, babe, hey, focus on yourself on my Instagram. I'm like, guys, I literally have so much work to do. Like, <laughs> I'm working all day. I mean, I come and see. I do the podcast twice a week. And then I'm, I've am i got some other things, some other work things. And I've got my usual content. And then the week's over. And then on the weekends, I, I mean, my bubble buddy and I, he has a rooftop. So we go <gasps> to the rooftop and he's... Building furniture on the rooftop, so I just go and have wine in the sun. Stop! I love that. Yeah, yeah, it's actually interesting. I think we're gonna fuck soon. Nice. Yeah, you do something to pass the time. Yeah, well, we have we we have been fucking before. Oh, there you go. It's the same one that was really nice to me. Remember how? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Hallowed ground. Yeah, we love him. Like we <laughs> yeah. love him. Like we. Be- like, we were like, are we just gonna like? We literally planned to be bubble buddies because we were like, if things go for a really long time, at least we know. We can fuck and it not be weird. So we've
1: done that. What about you? I just go and go for a walk around the block every time. I feel like I'm going to have a panic attack. Yeah. Leaving yeah. the house is good. Yeah. I, I notice on days when I don't leave the house how shitty I feel. And my partner is always like, go and get some sun on your face. I'm like, shut
0: up. You fucking do what you do. And then I walk outside and I'm like, oh, no matter. So yeah. it really does help. Once you're in the sun, it helps. Mm. I've gotten quite tan living in Bondi. I'm not going to sit here and lie to anyone. Like I I'm love quite, it. Yeah, I'm quite like sun-kissed, and I'm well because though we I walk, you walk and sit on the roof. I just walk and sit on the roof, and walk and sit on the roof, and walk and sit on the roof, and I'm like, and then stay on the balcony and like do work in the balcony. I don't know all I don't really have any coping strategies for anyone. Um, the space is good, honestly. Oh my god, it's, it's tough. kind of an internal plug, but also like we'd do it even if Elise wasn't producing it. Can you explain the space to everyone? Oh,
1: my God. Stop every Chatfield. It's a mindfulness podcast hosted by Casey Donovan and it's five minutes in the morning and in the evening and it's just, like, her giving you a little mindfulness reminder when you're freaking the
0: fuck out. It's good. I've been listening to it and putting, like, a yoga block behind my back and stretching out my sh- – because my shoulders are really bad so I, like, do my stretching for five minutes while I listen to Casey Donovan. She can read my receipts, honestly, her voice on oh my phone. She God. is so <laughs> – Hi, everyone. It's Casey Don't. Welcome back to the space. Welcome back to the space. It's so great. Some days I'm like, oh, everything's like completely fine. Then today, days Mm. like today, I'm like, this is so shit. But something that I've noticed: why in lockdown do people suddenly
1: start doing all of the jobs they never thought to do before? A man in my apartment complex hired a high pressure hose and high pressure hosed every building in our complex so it's like we're in like a warehouse conversion with like apartments built inside and he high pressure hosed his car and then kept going (laughs) oh my god (laughs) the whole the exterior of everyone's houses is it beautiful? it's I mean it's beautiful but it was so loud and yesterday was like this is the most beautiful peaceful day and then all of a sudden you hear this And I was like, homie, go inside and hang out with your wife and kids. Like, babe, How much do you hate your
0: family that you're ruining my Sunday? <laughs> do we need to gurney? Do we need to gurney the entire building? I've got one neighbor on my level, so I've only got one neighbor. And I locked myself out actually recently. That cost me, guess how much it costs to get in? Oh, no. This is so boring. This is the most boring podcasting.
1: Look, I'm trying to find light in the shade, you know? But Well, this is more shade.
0: <laughs> um, guess how much it costs to get in? So I locked myself out by accident. I have to call... A little locksmith man. He's actually a hot French man. Oh, stop it! We call him Madame. shall I let I you know. in? I was your house, lady? I know, and I was like, "Do you want to come in?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> are you my bubble buddy now? Uh, are we? Are uh, no. we married? Yeah, no, but he was really hot. I'm like, oh, although to be fair, he was wearing a mask, so it's very deceptive. The masks.
1: True. Um,
0: but back to my French man coming into my house. Yes. So, um, guess how much it costs to get uh to get into my house? Just guess how much. Four hundred dollars. Seven hundred dollars. Six hundred and forty-five dollars. Oh, and you know what i literally didn't even care
1: no serotonin release at all like with with the bill not like a
0: yeah no i was just like okay do you want me to transfer like literally and Mm. i I call my friend my bubble buddy and i was like oh yeah i just got locked out he's like fuck it's so shit then and i was like yeah and he was like how much did it cost and i was like oh like 645 dollars. and he was like are you and i was like babe i don't know like what other option did i have also once they're there yeah, true. Once they're there trying to break into your house, you're like, oh, so it's cake locksmiths, concerning. Mm. Can we reflect on how concerning locksmiths are? What kind of person wants to become a locksmith? What kind of person? Hot Frenchmen, obviously. Duh. But are we not worried there are people in our society that are walking around with a master key to every lock? I did think, I was like, oh, God, maybe I shouldn't lend up to my apartment, but I hope that's a whole point. He has to come to see where I live. I was like. I don't want a stranger to know where I live, that like maybe I shouldn't. And I was like, oh, no, the whole point is he has to get to the door and get in the door. And he was nice. Like, I trust him. But I wonder if they have to go through some kind of, like,
1: trust college. A trustful exercise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With every single person they've ever known. I just yeah. Like, at what point did we go, these are the people who have done,
0: what? what is the qualification training? Do you have some sort of security clearance? Exactly. But also you never hear a story about a serial killer being a locksmith. I was suss on it. I was like, why am I letting this random man into my house concerning – and then my, thank God, isn't this nice. The neighbour came out because they heard the um, – obviously master. because I'm friends with my neighbours because I get a bottle of gin when I they moved in. Oh, that's nice. I know. It's so nice to me. And we have each other's phone numbers. Um, bestie vibes. But he heard the drill and I think he was saying that I was okay because he had the drill. <laughs> and he was like – and he's like, are you – what? Is this man just drilling? Because I'd already gotten inside. He had to change the lock. Right. So, like – I'd already gotten inside so it was just this random man drilling drilling my lock and the they was like are you okay and I was like oh I just locked myself out and again no emotion for me I was just like yeah like and again this isn't because I'm like $600 doesn't matter to me it's literally because I'm like I don't care I honestly I honestly think I could get I could get a lot of things that happened to me and I don't think that I would care at the moment I'm already at rock bottom so yeah I'm not very happy but should we do a nightmare fuel early heck yes God. That's horrible. I can't believe you did that. What the fuck? Would you mind just not going out with him again?
2: So I have a pretty cook story to tell. So for context, I'm 22 and I just ended things with an on again, off again guy I was seeing for about six months. Now this guy was a dick, huge. Ex-boyfriend that I love, energy, Abby. like... Just
0: quickly, if we're on again, off again in six months, maybe, you know, after the second on again, we should just be off. Like, in six months, on again, off again. And again, I'm saying this from experience of putting up with this shit, right? Yeah, I feel like six months you should just be like, it's off. It's off no more. It's, it's, it's off.
1: It's on no more. It's, it's off permanently. The plug is pulled. See in two years, maybe. See in
0: two years when we've matured.
2: Exactly.
1: Or I'm just bored and want to sleep with someone. That's easy. Well, I really miss fucking
0: strangers. All right.
2: Everything you've described about their ex-boyfriend that we love slash hate is really in tune with this guy and how he acts. So anyway, fast forward to a week or two ago, and I decided, like, after years and years of questioning my sexuality, I finally decided to go on a date with a woman who I had chatted to briefly on Insta. She actually asked me out and asked to go for a drink, and it was really good timing, so I thought, why not? Anyway, overall, it was a great night. We ended the date with a kiss and went our separate ways. But during the date, we were at a bar that I frequent quite a lot and um, the ex, the ex-guy was there. Mm. Fucking hell, of course.
0: Of course. They always pop up when you don't want them there. When you're like drunk on a night out or something and you're like, oh, I kind really, of want to run into them. I'm a drunk text them, Nowhere to be seen. Yeah, you drunk text them, and you're like, oh, my God, are, are you at the bar i just right now? Um, I swear to God, I just saw you. <laughs> so random. Ah, no. Oh, my God. So where are you? Where are you then? Uh, but he's there. Of course mm, of they're there. Of course he's there. Of course he they're never there. Never fucking goes. They're never. Oh, fucking God. I hate the, everyone. Everyone. <laughs>
2: Can you guys tell him in a really good mood today? With one of his mates. So I do the polite thing and just say, hey, how are you? This is my date, blah, blah, and introduce my. Okay, sorry, the polite thing. Hey, how are you? This, this is, is my date. date. This is my date. Don't fucking ruin this for me.
0: I don't think. Would you talk to them? Fuck no. I'm a chicken. <laughs> I'm a chicken I'm shit. A chicken. 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 She's a roast chook. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. Carl's, Carls roast chook on. Chicken? 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 chicken. <laughs> No wonder your name's Elise Coop. Uh. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've actually
0: never, ever in my whole life gotten that. And my mum owns chickens. <laughs> No, because your mum protected you. She she put out a letter to all the parents saying <laughs> no one. This is an easy get. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Think her. harder. Dope <laughs> is too
1: easy.
2: It's too easy. <laughs> Challenge your children. <laughs> Expand their minds.
0: Critically think of some good teasing.
2: <laughs> blah, blah, and introduce my female date to my ex-male lover. It was really brief, though, and that was it. Um, after I introduced them, though, I did explain to her that Everything that had happened that is a narcissistic douchebag and we kind of had a bit of a laugh about it. And I also, like, the guy knew I was on my first date with the girl. It was blatantly obvious. Anyway, fast forward to the following week and we're chatting. Me and this woman are chatting all week. Big paragraph messages. Everything seems to be going great. I'm really stoked. I'm really proud of myself and everything else. Um, And then you fast forward to the following weekend. This is, like, a weekend apart this instance occurred and I – Look, she posts an Instagram story and I look at it and my jaw drops to the floor. She's... No, it's not this. It's... Elise, it's
0: not this. I don't know. You have to listen to find out. Elise, it's not this! (laughs) No! I was thinking the whole time, surely. No, I was like, no, 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 I'm crazy. I gaslit myself for this man. I gaslit...
2: Okay, let let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. She's taken a mirror selfie in his room wearing his oversized hoodie. No! No, I was thinking much le-
0: I was thinking, oh, they were having a drink together. She's in his hoodie. She's
2: in his hoodie, in his room, doing big cums. All right. Which I myself have worn before ah. <laughs> and holding two skateboards. It's like blatantly obvious that it's this guy that I used to see his room. And my jaw drops to the floor. I start thinking, what the fuck? Like maybe they're just friends and no, no, that doesn't make sense. Why is she half naked in his room? Um, I, I start losing it, getting really confused. So I um- – This is literally – again, this is literally my hell
0: on earth. <laughs> this is holy fucking shit. Because not only are you upset about the guy that you – it sting seeing them with a, a new person. Anyone. But the girl that you have just started something with and have a little feelings for. So it's a dublet. It's a on entendre.
2: I um, check. I check. Oh, I've got him blocked on Instagram because he's a dickhead. Maybe I should unblock him and, like, you know, see if they're following each other. Maybe it's a random coincidence. No, they're following each other on Insta. They're 100% banging. I don't know how this happened. Quite frankly, I just want to chuck them both in the bin, but it's so cooked. My female date has ended up with my male ex-lover. Maybe they're meant to be. I feel quite betrayed. She doesn't give me any explanation for the events that occur. I don't really care for her explanation either. Blocked her. Anyway, now we're looking at someone who is currently dating another woman, an amazing woman who is much more upfront and open about her sexuality. And I'm pretty proud of myself that I've found someone that's a woman out of this entire completely cooked shitstorm. But, yeah, that's my first dating experience with a woman. I thought maybe it would be less complicated, but I guess that's just dating. I
0: can't believe that. I can't, I, this is literally – but you know what it is? You know what it actually is? These, this toxic man, like he has seen you on a date with this girl and he's been like, if I fuck her, I've won in so many ways. I've gotten back at her – I've fucked the girl that she wants to fuck and now she'll be thinking about me again. This is some shit that ex-boyfriend that I love would do. <laughs> like this is this is literally like textbook shit that he, well not textbook, not that he's ever done this, but like if he did that, I'd be like, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course you do. Wow. Of fucking course she did.
1: This is like for me, this is like red string on a corkboard sort of like maniacal evil planning. That I'm just like, there's no way. Like this is a plot of a
0: this is a plot of a, a, bad, of a, teen. Of a bad teen
2: movie. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. no way.
0: But also I think <clears throat> it just with stuff like this, like to get all like uh, like deep about it. Like he obviously is just incredibly insecure. Like incredibly insecure. I know if I don't know if she said this she thing he's a narcissist, but like it just it just He obviously has issues within himself and he's trying to prove something to you and to him and this other girl. And, yeah, if they are soulmates, okay, whatever. Don't they are? Good fucking luck. He'll just do what he's doing, what he did to you, to her. Like, without any real development or any real progress, these people just continue to do the same thing over and over again to different people. Like, it's, you know. Yucky. And now you're in a happy relationship, did you say? With a woman, yeah. So, you won. He's probably ghosting her and on and off, on and off with this other girl. And she's probably trapped to the gaslighting cycle. So cheers to that. All right. Love you. Bye.